following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. haven't burnt any of my Packer stuff yet. No? I'll never do that, but I know a lot of people, a lot well, of people I mean, want why, to. It's, come on. No. It's one year. Somebody said there was a hoodie that I saw that somebody made that said, welcome back to the 80s. Oh, well, it's possible. Certainly tr- could be trending in 70s, that direction. 70s and 80s were, were pretty dark, but I just thought that was... Like everybody was saying, somebody was posting a link to the hoodie. Hey, just in time for Christmas. Enjoy. Uh, oh, you poor, poor Packer fans. I'm not. No. Don't, don't lump me oh, in with man, all these. You poor guys. No. So sad. I am not complaining oh, whatsoever. Just rough. Such a dick. Welcome to how the other half lives. <laughs> this is the intentional foul. Another week of NFL action in the books. Are we halfway yet? What, 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 we're just, I mean, nine, was that it? it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Stuff's flying by. Got some red hot action tonight. I got a three games I got to go home and watch after this. Bucks are off. It's no baseball. It's basically football and hoops from here on out. Mm-hmm. What's, what did I see? And, and we'll get to some baseball to kind of wrap up the season. Second least watched World Series. Really? Yeah. Huh. Ratings came out today. Wow. Not like good. second worst ever. Really? Uh, did they say, just says second least watched. I couldn't tell if they, or I, I couldn't see if they put like a sense, whatever year it was, but it was, it was well, not well, good. Well, people in general don't like the Astros. No. And I don't think anybody, I said it before. I mean, Philly, I get a big market, but like most of the country doesn't root for Philly teams unless they're from Philly. Right. So, you know, I mean, I, I guess they got Bryce Harper, but maybe he doesn't move the needle that much. I don't know. Finishes below last year, marking the lowest rated and, yeah, still relevant. Blah, blah. Second lowest TV audience ever. Wow. That's what it says. Huh. Interesting. And, and that's from The Athletic. So, well, I didn't watch. I didn't yeah, watch I, much. I've said for a couple of years that I think baseball's got a problem, and baseball people always tell you that, no, it's fine. Well, Okay. <laughs> Enjoy third place. Brewers got uh, got an extension today. We'll talk about that. We'll do some college football. A lot of upsets there. The Bucks finally lose. And uh, UW-Whitewater can wrap up a conference title on the football field this weekend. And, and college football or uh, college basketball started in earnest mm-hmm. on Monday night. So a lot to cover. We don't have to spend a whole lot of time on the Packers because that was one of the most atrocious games that I have ever watched them play. It was Absolutely awful. Rodgers looked like shit. Three interceptions. Some of the throws were skipped. Some of them were bombed. I don't know if it's a problem with his thumb. I don't know if he's just bad now. I don't know if it's a combination of both. I don't know, but it was it was bad. And I wa- I almost stopped watching, but I probably hate-watched the second half. Just because I wanted to see well, and they're playing the Lions. It's not like you're sitting that sitting there going, they can't still win this game, right? But I mean, at that point, 
And I was texting with Michael. I was like, I don't really care if they win at this point. I, I don't. It doesn't matter. The se- You can get into the playoffs and see something potentially happen, but you have to have some momentum. And unless they go on a run right now, that's not going to happen. They've lost five in a row, and I get Detroit was scoring 30-some points at home. I mean, they're they're pesky, even though they got one win. I get it. But to look out, look like they did. And how many injuries during the game? There was a shit ton of people that got hurt. Biggest one was Rashawn Gary. Uh, he's done for the season. He was their best pressure guy. Um, he had six sacks, I think, 31 pressure, something like that. That sucks. ACL, he's done. Um, Bakhtiari went out, didn't come back in until the last offensive series. That knee is going to continue to be a problem. Dobbs is done for a couple of weeks with an ankle. Um, Devondre Campbell, I think he got hurt. Did he? I can't remember. There's so many people. I mean, honestly, Chris Barnes got a concussion, the linebacker. Watson, they thought, might have for the second straight game, but he didn't which is good, but I I don't even care at this point. I really don't. I wish this loss to the Lions had happened before the trade deadline because then I think you would have been in a way different position. I think with the schedule in front of you, you're playing Detroit. No need to panic. We don't need to do anything serious at the trade deadline because there's still a chance like we talked about last week. You could still do something, get in as the seventh seed or whatever, and then make some noise. I think if they had lost this game in the fashion they did and how many injuries that they did have, I think you would have seen potentially some some offloading potentially by by this team in order to make themselves a little bit more cap-friendly going forward, play a lot of their younger guys. It wouldn't have been anything major, though, because who would they have offloaded? I would have liked to see him move Jones. And, yeah, he's their best offensive player, but what's he doing for you? Oh. He's, he's not going to be on the team after – next season. Yeah. So it's I mean, he's going to be a he's going to be a cap casualty at some point. Get get yeah. something get you know, at he this He probably doesn't bring much, but you know, maybe a fifth. Oh, I think you could probably get a third or a fourth for him, I think. He could play split, for he a can running back? I don't know. He, he's he's very multifaceted. I mean, he's he he's really good out of the backfield catching the ball. He's not one-dimensional at all and and being the, the best offensive weapon they have outside of Devonte Adams that they had last year, I think they probably could have got something better than. I, I'll just say they could have got something better than a fifth. I don't know whether I would have taken it, but I would have at least dangled them out there. Sure, sure. So, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, well, I was watching the Bear game and I happened to see on the ticker on the bottom the score of the Packer game, and it was. Uh, Either six to nothing or zero to zero, like almost at the end of the first half, and I was just like, "The Packers haven't scored in a half against Detroit with the worst yeah. defense in football on pace to have the worst scoring defense in NFL history." They're shutting them out. I couldn't believe it. Um, well, a couple picks will do you. I mean, you know, you brought it up. You know, Rogers' thumb issue. He just doesn't really look engaged. He 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 is when he does something bad or stupid or he, or he he makes a play that he feels like he he doesn't make a play that he feels like he should have. Cuz well, that was as animated as I've ever seen him on the field. Well, sure, he's in he doesn't want 
he doesn't want himself to look bad. If he looks good and they still suck, he can always say, like he did that one time when he came out and said, well, this was my highest graded game right. of the year. He's He always has that to fall back on. But that didn't look like it was self-preservation from an ego standpoint. It was, I'm trying to be competitive. That's something that I got to do, and that's something that I'm trying to do to help us win the game, and I didn't do it. Now I'm pissed. Well, it, yeah, and you've called other people out for not doing their job, so it makes you look bad. There was somebody that tweeted something and tweeted it back to him, uh, not to him, but brought that up, that quote of, guys that aren't getting it done should start seeing limited yeah, snaps. Yeah, right. And it's like then they showed a couple of highlights of the sh- stuff that he didn't do that he normally should have, and it's like, well, yeah, does that apply to you? Well, or does it apply to everybody else? I mean, as I was flicking back and forth there, I can't remember if it was the first half play or a third quarter play, when he threw the pick in the end zone trying to throw it to Bakhtiari. Yeah. And I heard yesterday a couple of guys on 1070 um, arguing over whether that was a stupid play call or not. And um, I, I just I tend to look at plays like that where... There's two kinds of teams that run that kind of a play. Mm-hmm. Like the 07 Patriots or the, the what, the 2011 Packers, where, like, you, it's so easy for you to score. You're just kind of dinking around at this point. You know, like, remember when the Patriots used to throw to Vrabel, you know, yep. shit like that? Yep. Like, you can get away with that when you're a great, high-powered team. The other kind of team is... We're out of we're we're out of options. We're out, we have no answers. We're desperate, and the fact, and what what really makes the play even worse? I mean, obviously Rogers makes a terrible throw, horrible. But the what makes the play call even worse to me is you're running a passing route with Bakhtiari. This dude can't hardly even stay on the field, and you're gonna run a passing route. With, now I understand it's only four or five yards, but still. That's the guy you're going to do it with? Well, clearly they thought they'd catch him by surprise, and it was a great play by Hutchinson because he got shucked by Bakhtiari, and then he kind of went, wait a minute, this dude's Yeah, where's he going? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was a heads-up play by him. I didn't have a problem with the play. A lot of people had an issue with it. That's what you call out of a timeout on fourth down, this, that, and the other. I had a problem with the choices on downs one through three where you didn't get anything. Like, you couldn't get one yard with your slamming running back, Dylan, or you chose to pass on second down. Then you ran it again. It's like, what you're doing on those plays clearly doesn't work. So to me, yeah, fine. Go something unconventional. The shit that you normally do isn't working anyway. Uh, like, if that's what you got to resort to at this point, you clearly lost to the Lions. Fine. Whatever. Try something new. I don't care. doesn't bother me. Um, but... I would be more concerned about plays one through three that didn't work. Sure, and that's that's fair. Um, I mean, Jones and Dylan again, they combined 20 carries for 59 yards. And, and I said it a couple weeks ago. I, I just think A.J. Dillon is, is an extremely mediocre NFL running back, and for some reason, I don't know if it's, you know, the whole we drafted him and we're going we're gonna, to, you know, square peg round hole this. But if you're still trying to win and try to make the playoffs this year, I'm shelving him. He's he's the backup. 
Aaron Jones is getting 15 to 20 carries, and we're going to throw to him six to ten times. He has to get 20 touches if you want to have it, if you're legitimately still trying to win. If, if they decide now we're just going to mail it in, we'll then do whatever you want. But if you're still trying to win, I don't understand why you're not trying to get your best player the ball as much as possible. And this has been their problem for nine weeks. This isn't anything new. It was really shocking to me, and it's happened pretty much all season, because I expected Jones, like, this is going to be a year. Like, Adams isn't here. You got these rookie wide receivers. You got, you know, Watkins and Lazard and Cobb. All these guys are going to be hurt at some point. They all have. Cobb's not playing right now. Watkins has been on IR. Lazard didn't play last week because of a shoulder injury. You got a great weapon that you've been able to send him down the field and throw him the ball, whether it's giving it to him in the backfield or sending him out. Like, try to run some stuff where you're getting linebackers and, and guys on him, you know. But the fact I that just, they, I don't understand. they haven't used him at all this season, really, has been a little bit shocking to me. And I don't understand why, because they're paying him a lot well, right. of money. It's, it's not like you're trying to keep his numbers down because no. you got to pay him this this year. You're already paying him. You're already paying. So I, it's been very weird to me that they haven't worked him in a little more, made him a focal point. A lot of this stuff, and like every time somebody asks the coach, it's like, well, we have to do a better. Yeah, but why aren't you? Like, what in the game plan of the week? that you're saying we need to focus on this, 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 and this, and Jones is that, and that, and that, and whatever, and then you get either to the field and none of it happens, or something falls apart in the game and you got to, you know, just forget about all that stuff and go to plan B or C or D. Like I just don't understand why you're not utilizing such a guy that has shown you for the last couple of years that he can do a lot of stuff when you have an absence of playmakers. Well, and that brings up, some of the questions that people are starting to have about Matt LaFleur. Yeah. And, you know, he inherited a pretty ready-made contender and yeah. and in a in a back-to-back very highly motivated Aaron Rodgers and you won a lot of games. And you know, now you're not as talented. You still got a lot of talent, but not as talented and you're unable to figure anything out. So you know, I seen some people saying, you know, they should fire him at the end of the year and all that stuff. And I don't think the Packers are that kind of an organization that they would do that after the three years that he previously had, unless there was some unrest in the locker room or something like that that we don't know about. But yeah, it's uh, it's concerning if you're a Packer fan. But yeah, Rodgers, he made a throw in the fourth quarter. It was, uh, I think, it was Toure. Seam route down the middle, had his man beat for a touchdown. Underthrown. And he underthrew it by about four yards. And that is a pass that up until about a month ago, there was, he might overthrow it. He wasn't going to underthrow it. No way. I, I just have never seen him do that before. I saw something um, on Sunday. He's, he hasn't thrown for 300 yards in like 14 games. That's a long time for for a Rodgers team. And it's not because of imbalanced play calling. No. They're throwing the ball. Yeah, he threw f- like 40-sometimes, didn't he? 42 times? I mean, I don't know. Um, but I, I sent you the funny uh, stat the other day. I saw it on Twitter. Um, 
the Brewers last won yeah. a game on October 4th, which was their second to last game of the year. Um, that is the most recent win between the Brewers and the Packers. The Packers have not won since early, what, late September or right, or no, it was like October 2nd or something. You're just soaking this up, aren't you? I just think I thought that was a funny stat, personally. Hysterical. Loved it. I bet you did. I did. Uh, it's, it's funny. Not- it's funny when people right now are legitimately saying, "Do the Bears have the best quarterback in the NFC North?" I think that's a conversation. I think it before it wasn't a debate. You can sure have one now. I sure. don't agree that it, that he is, but shoulder shrug emoji. We're we're we're, we're seeing things. Go ahead, talk about your Bears. Well, unfortunately, they lost to Miami 35-33 in what was a really one of the better NFL games I've seen this year. Um, that Miami team, Jesus Christ, they got some weapons. I mean, trying to cover Tyreek Hill, best of luck. That guy is incredible. I mean, he's one of the best receivers uh, maybe we've ever seen. I mean, he's on pace to break the single-season yardage record uh, set by Calvin Johnson. He's he's on pace for like 2,200 receiving yards, which is nuts. I know we have an extra game, but a receiver approaching 2,000 yards is crazy. Um, Tua, you know, they don't ask him to do a ton. It, it was almost kind of like watching him at Alabama. I mean, you got Tyreek Hill, faster than shit. Waddle, faster than shit. Gasecki, fast tight end. And Mostert and Jeff Wilson are both faster than hell. Run- they're not great running backs, but they're fast. And, uh, you know, Tua just kind of can pick a guy here and there and throw it to him. <laughs> they just run. They make plays. So I was I was pretty impressed with Miami, but I was very impressed with the Bears. Um, I thought that they came ready to play, and it was, a, it was pretty nip and tuck the whole game, back and forth. You know, Justin Fields... The growth that he's shown in the last month is shocking. Shocking. Um, it kind of all started for him on that Thursday night against Washington, and then he went to the Patriot game, and then the Cowboys last week, and now this week. 178 r- yards rushing, which was an NFL record for a quarterback in a game in the regular season. Um, I, I'm, I'm like, who the hell has more in a playoff game? It must be Lamar. I don't know. Um, but that's a lot of rushing yards to have in a playoff game for a running back. Maybe maybe Vic one time. I don't I know because he shredded the Packers one year. Yeah, that was the day the Lambo Mystique died. Yes. Yeah, but um, you know, and and he was seventeen to twenty three. He you know he didn't throw for a ton of yards. It was like one hundred and forty ish yards, I think. Um, but you you've been able to see the last couple of weeks with this team. Um. Fields is figuring things out, and the coaching staff is figuring some things out because they're changing the way they're calling. As you know, as you talked about, as important as it has been for the Packers on downs one, two, three, it's the same thing with the Bears with what they've been doing with Fields, getting him out on the edge more and um, some design runs. And then just, you know, allowing him, I think, the freedom to be himself. And that was not never more evident than in his 60-yard rushing touchdown where it was a pretty phenomenal play. He had a he had a guy running across the middle. Fields is moving to his left. He's got a guy running across the middle wide open and he 
kind of jumps in the air and twists, like, and he's going to throw the guy the ball, but if you watch the tape from the end zone point of view, you can see the receiver, he turned his head. So if Fields throws it, he's probably going to hit the guy in the head and it's going to be an incomplete pass because the guy's not looking. Fields pump fakes in the air and plants his leg and goes, and, like, three dudes just miss it. And then he outruns two DBs and scores a 60-yard touchdown. It was like, holy shit, I've not seen... A, there, ain't, there are very few quarterbacks ever that have been able to make that kind of a play. So, because I don't watch a lot of Bears football, and we're watching the UW-Whitewater guy, who's primarily a pocket passer, get some RPOs and some quarterback draws and takeoff running, and you're really worried about him getting the shit knocked out of him, how is he as far as safety is concerned? Does he know when to get out of bounds? Does he don't want to slide? Is he, like, how is well, he been, with self-preservation? He's been better. He's been better this year than he was last year. Last year he took some unnecessary shots. He's been better this year. You know, obviously when you have a running quarterback, the two things you worry about, injury and turnover. And up until about the last month, the biggest issue I was having with Fields was he was very, very loose with the football, and he was getting stripped in the pocket a lot. But it seems like when he's out in space, he's a little more secure with it. So we, he hasn't had one of those turnovers. I think he's nine nine touchdowns and one interception in the last four games, and he's got, I think, four, three or four rushing touchdowns as well. So, um, you know, it's like like I've said the last couple of weeks, it. I, you can see them moving in the right direction. Um, you know, the Claypool addition, I think, takes tons of pressure off of Mooney and Komet. And you saw that on Sunday. Komet had two touchdowns, Mooney with one. Um, it's been a long time since a bear tight end has had two touchdowns, probably since, like, Greg Olson. Maybe Martellus Bennett, maybe, but I don't think so. Um you know, the, the D really struggled, and you're you're going up against a pretty high-powered offense. You, you just traded your top pass rusher two weeks ago. You just traded your captain linebacker last week in Roquan Smith. I mean, Jack Sad, Sanborn, God God bless him, basically a, 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 basically like a street rookie who makes the makes the team as a special teams. Or he started on Sunday. Here you go, best best offense we've seen so far. Yeah. Go so get him. It was funny. He starts on Sunday for the Bears, and Van Ginkle blocks a punt and r- runs it in for a touchdown for the Dolphins in the Bear game. So big day for the Badgers down at Badger Soldier linebackers. Yes, but um, you know Bears five straight two hundred yard rushing games which is only like the fourth time that's ever happened in the history of the league. Um, and look, I mean, it's funny. I was thinking about it today when I was typing up the notes and, you know, Bears and Bears and Packers both three and six. The Bears are like legitimately four plays away from being seven and two. I mean, they should have beat Washington on Thursday night. They had that stupid play at the end where Mooney dropped it and they should have scored a touchdown. They win the game. Um they sh- they they should have um they they should have tied this past sunday terrible no call p- pass interference on the last drive of the game yeah, i mean claypool gets basically that. tackled um and they don't call it and um there was there was one or two other plays in there that that i was thinking about today but i mean that and and 
a lot of teams can say that we're a couple plays away from being this or that, but it's like a lot of people thought this was going to be the worst team in football. And, you know, their record's not great, but if you've watched them, they've played well. It's, you know, them and the Packers, both same record. I think the fan bases feel wildly different about oh the, well, about what the three and sixes looked like. Yes, you know what I'm saying? And where they are and which way they're trending. Yeah, for I mean, sure. Yeah, you almost are like. Yeah, I hate to jinx it as a Bear fan, but it's it's almost kind of like two ships passing in the night. Absolutely. Here. You know, yeah, Green Bay is not four plays away from being ha- no. having that record. But you know what? As I was thinking about this, I always you know how my brain works. I always like to get into like, well, what if this and what if that. If if Christian Watson catches that pass in Minnesota on the first play of mm-hmm. the season, how much different are things? And I'm not saying the Packers are eight and one, but like maybe they win that game. Now they win their next three again because they already did. Now you're four and zero, oh, and maybe Rodgers feels completely different about these kids. It's crazy, though, right? One play might have, and the, it was the first play of the season. That's what we're tracing it back to. And it might have screwed everything up. But right I'm, there. Dude, I was watching it last night with the Bucks and Javon Carter and watching him on, on Saturday night make six threes. Like, dude, people sometimes maybe that didn't play sports or maybe you just, you're so far removed from it, you forget. Confidence is everything. And when dudes play with confidence and when your teammates have confidence in you, it changes everything. And and I'm seeing that with the Bears. You can see the other guys on offense looking at fields like, holy shit, we might have a stud here. And I think you've seen guys on the Packers look at Rodgers kind of like their dad. Like, we don't want to disappoint Dad. I dropped it. Shit. Dad's going to yell at me. You can kind of see the chin to the <laughs> chin to the chat. You know what I'm saying, though? Yes. Like, it, it's just it's just one of those vibes. And, you know, it's a stretch, but one play no, can like really it. change a lot of stuff. I like it. Sure. I like it. Yeah. That's a good that's a good correlation. That's fine. I'm just not really looking forward to the rest of the season. <laughs> I just am. I mean, so many people are hurt. Uh, that, uh, just okay, the Rashawn Gary injury, though, like oh, everybody man. that now thinks we need to get rid of field turf. That's been happening for a couple of weeks, and it, and it hasn't just. Well, who else has gotten? It hasn't just been the Packers, okay. though. Like, I've seen other tweets from other teams okay, well, talking about turf versus grass. And well, it's I like, saw one of the complaints was like, the reason these teams have the field turf is because they don't want to, they don't want to, the billionaire owner doesn't want to pay for the upkeep of having grass. And I'm like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Like, you can have grass in a domed stadium, sure. but it's hard. Yeah. You know, you got to, I mean, ideally, you're like the brewers with the retractable roofs. A lot so of expenses, yes. And all that. But, like, Minnesota and Detroit, who are in our conf- division, they had outdoor stadiums before. It was not good for the players then um you know you're basically like damn near playing in canada in december and january in minneapolis and detroit mm-hmm. and, and even green bay and we've seen what 
the soldier the field, field can, thing. Is, the field in, in Chicago has been the last few years. That's been like a decade-long yeah. running thing between the city and, and the organization and, look, and all that and stuff. And you didn't know this, and I reminded you, the Bears used to have AstroTurf yeah, at Soldier that. Field. I didn't know that. So, you know, and everybody complained about that. I mean, remember uh, the famous one I always remember was when Michael Irvin's career ended in Philly. Because he hit his head. Oh, that on the concrete. That stuff was like it was, on the breezeway at my grandparents. Yeah, it was concrete, and then it was astroturf on top of the concrete. Just a That's little it. thin roll of it, yeah. laid down. So, I mean, I don't know. Do does every team have to have natural grass? Does that? Well, then you're going to get into well, weather is going to affect. It's just so I and, and, and I like don't know. and and. Devondre Campbell tweeted that about Rashawn Gary, and I get it. It's one of his boys as a linebacker, and okay, but. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're also, in addition to the cost-cutting thing, is that they're they're saying, to me, is the the scientists and the bounciness and and whatever that if you do it right, and I have not seen reports of this turf is bad at such and such a stadium. Right. I haven't seen reports of we don't want to go there anymore because their turf sucks. Right. You have all this rubber. You have all this other material. You have things that are softer for you. Nobody's nobody's feet are catching like they used to in this stuff. Right. Where they plant and you can't move your foot and your knee gets hyperextended or you go the other way or whatever. I don't I've never heard of any of that. So now all of a sudden the last couple of weeks, because of a few injuries, we're trying to to get a campaign going that playing on artificial turf is bad. And you well, brought right. up a good point because when somebody gets hurt and your team sucks, it's a natural talking point. It's it, that's well, the, I mean, you, you hate to see any of these guys go out with with one of those kind of year long, you know, especially in, in a when, contract year life changing money. Year. Yes, that's an issue. But I don't know, man. It's pro sports. Non contact injuries happen all the time, right? All the time. Like, you know? Do you really? And and that's. That's if I could talk to Campbell like you would be like, look around at how many bad stadiums look at, look at there guys, were. Look at guys that are just are. they they just take off out of their receiver stance and they tear an Achilles. I mean, or a lineman who gets up out of his stance, boom, it just blows up. It just happens. Unfortunate, but it happens. All right. Uh let's go on to you got anything else nope. or should we should nope. go on let's to week it. nine? Yeah. Philly stays undefeated. Didn't watch any of that Thursday night game last week. No, I didn't I no. I didn't either. Uh, your Chargers, was this a last-second win? Was it the final play? Yeah. I was looking at the bottom line watching, like, are you guys really going to lose in Atlanta? Well, Herbert, like, they're on, like, damn near street receivers right now. Everybody's hurt for them. It's him and Eckler offensively, and, and they're they're struggling. But, you know, and Atlanta's been frisky all year. They were, I think it was in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken, but yes. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, a must win for the chargers to kind of stay in the race. All right. Cincinnati and doubles up Carolina. Didn't watch any of this game. Didn't really see it, but yeah, Joe Mixon five touchdowns, but like, where the hell was that last week against Cleveland? It's good. Like, question. you know, Jamar chase is out. Get the damn ball to Mixon. He's good. He always yes. has, he's always has I don't been good. Understand these these nope. coaches. Uh, Indy throws up a stinker against New England, and then the big, the big, and then bigger news was that they fired Frank Reich, and then they brought in a guy with zero head coaching experience, former Packers lineman 
I say that because he was only there, I think, one year, and he was terrible. Yeah, I remember um, that. He was pretty washed. He, he was he was bad. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Saturday is with his, that, Jeff is, Saturday with his mascara, his eyeliner. <laughs> He's got to be wearing eyeliner, right? It looks like it. It really it's does. Very weird. Like Jack Sparrow type yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, I was listening to uh, TMJ. They play. They replayed a clip. Because a couple of the guys, they have Tauscher on every every day, just a little quick five-minute hit. And they, they asked him, like, you haven't had any coaching experience. Lafleur gets fired. They call you. <laughs> and you walk in with no experience whatsoever. You're in Lambeau the next day. Could you coach this team? And he goes, 100%. Absolutely. If you're a lineman, it's like... It's like being like, a catcher. Correct. Yep. You already know a lot of the designs and where the ball's going, and it doesn't mean you have to be the guy that calls. Because they said, are you going to call the plays? He goes, oh, no, no, no. You have a coordinator do all that stuff. And he said in the case of Rodgers, now, you can't do this in Indianapolis. But you turn it over to a veteran quarterback, it's like, I'll let you, like, you got well, you got a lot of rope. They they made the, he made the analogy or, or the comparison of Jim Kelly back in the day. It's like, Oh, running the K gun, yeah. You just go do what you want to do, man. You know, we'll we'll design some stuff and we'll come up with a game plan. But once you hit the field, you're seeing what's out there. You take it. So it's like this. I know people reacted and went completely nuts. It's a little bit different when you've got veterans like that in place. Indianapolis is kind of a dumpster fire right now. So maybe they just brought him in to completely drive it into the ground because they want to. They want to draft a quarterback. I mean, they they have no quarterback. No. So but, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be curious. Yeah, that whole situation is weird in itself. But Jim Irsay, the owner, is a weird guy yes, in in his own right. But, like, really, you're going to fire Frank Reich? Like, he's been there for, I think this is his third year. He had old-ass washed-up Phil Rivers in his last year. Then he gets craptacular Carson, Carson Wentz Lentz. last year, who... Gets hurt and then is just basically just gives the season away at the end, even though they should have made the playoffs. Then you bring in washed up Matt Ryan, who he also gets hurt, and then you have to play his backup Sam Erlinger, and he's expected to win these games. I don't get that. And and and, and your running your main stud running backs have been hurt. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Taylor's been terrible this year. He's been in and out of the lineup the whole season. I don't understand that. No, that's, I, that's I, weird. I don't, I don't either. Um, Jets pull an upset. They beat the Bills. Jets are feisty, man. Uh, Buffalo's in trouble. Josh Allen uh, has got an ulnar problem yeah, in his elbow. That. Not good. No, that's that's that, the kind of stuff that you hear from quarterbacks, and it's like that's the shit you hear in a pitcher. Yeah, and they miss a year. I I didn't see any updates today, but I know that they were tweeting about that on Monday. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if he's out. They are not, not a contender. Not the Bills, right? Um, twin or twins, uh, Vikings and the Commanders. You're, I, your boy. I was watching your boy, Captain Kirk. <laughs> I was watching the line on this one because between the Bears and the Packers, Minnesota was losing the whole game, right? And Jane got home from Minnesota, and she's like, "How are we doing?" And I said, "It looks like you're going to lose." And then all of a sudden, the game it turns. I see the score. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, what?" Yeah, Washington turned it over, and then Cousins threw, like, the greatest pass of his life, and Dalvin Cook catches it one-handed in the end zone. 
God. And they win by three, but... What happened after? Like, what? Shirtless Kirk Cousins wearing the chains on the... Mr. T stuff. Yeah, on the plane doing some white man dance is very off-putting. Like, did you see Schefter yesterday? Dude? I did. I did. What is that? He, he's a little too. Uh, he's a little too. What do they say? Um, happy in his own skin. I think that but, is true. Um, yeah, Cousins is just. On one hand, I kind of feel bad for him because I think he probably takes more shit than he needs to. But then you do that stuff, and he it's like it on himself a lot of dude, the time. You are people don't forget the whole box of tools, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Oh, uh, how how good of a time you think Devonte Adams is having in Vegas? Well, he's taking shots at his coach's play calling. Mm-hmm. Saw that thinly veiled reference. He hasn't that taken wasn't any. So he hasn't taken any shots at his best friend quarterback yet. But I don't know. I mean, the Raiders lose by seven to Jacksonville. They blow a seventeen point lead. It's the fourth blown game of seventeen or more points this year. Man, and it had only happened three other times in franchise history before that. So. Josh, well, and a lot of it's been what a lot of teams we have seen do over the years. Just they get up and then they sit on the ball. Yeah, you just can't do that anymore. Nope you gotta you gotta keep pounding. Ah, yeah, and going after it. That was the last couple of McCarthy yeah, years. Yeah, that's that's how that's you yep. can. And I think that was one of the one of the critiques that Devonte had was kind of like he he had like eight. Catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns, like, in the first quarter. Yeah. I think he ended up with around 150. He either had one catch or one target in the second half. Yeah, he had 17 total targets, though. So, obviously, going to him and spreading it around worked early. Dumbasses. (laughs) Seahawks continue to be good, although you beat the Cardinals, so... Yeah. yeah, and Kyler Murray, again, caught on the sidelines yelling at DeAndre Hopkins. It's like, mm. hey, buddy, try that mirror. Look in it. Right. Um, you're the franchise guy. You're the one making all the money, and your team's three and six and has looked like shit all year, and you probably should be about one and eight. <laughs> Rams lose again. They're done. It's time to Brady. Wow. They're cooked. They are cooked. I can't. The end of that game was incredible. Okay. 13 to or was 16, it? 16 to 13 final. was the final. So it was yep. 13 to 9. Rams get the ball back. Brady has the ball inside the 10 and they they don't score a touchdown. And Brady makes a beautiful throw to that Scotty Miller guy, hits him in the face. And he drops a touchdown in the end zone, game winner. Rams get the ball back inside their own 10. Run, 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 stop, stop, stop. They punt the ball. Brady gets the ball back with, like, around 40 seconds left and just marches right down the field and scores a touchdown with basically no resistance from the Rams. I I couldn't believe it. Number one, Tampa, just, just bag the run. You guys can't run the ball. You're like the worst in NFL history at running the ball. Play up tempo and get the ball out of Brady's hands quickly and just play that way because that's the only way you're going to score. But that Rams team, they quit. They quit. They're done. I I think they're going to end up six wins maybe. That seems bad, dude. How much different is it from last year? Well, I mean, so they lose Von Miller. 
That's big. They lose Beckham, you know, kind of big. Yeah. They lose Robert Woods, and then they replace him with Allen Robinson, who I think is washed. They can't run the ball. Cam Akers is just gone. Whitworth, their their Hall of Fame lineman, he retires. So offensively, they're just a shell. And I think a lot of these teams, man, and as a Bear fan, I've seen it over the years, the defense just gets sick and tired of having to, having to carry the load. It's tough to do, especially in this era. I'd be pissed if it was run, run, run. Oh, Jalen Ramsey kind of went off after the game. He's like, we can't get one fucking first down to win this game. We held we hold Tom Brady is, yep. to nine points at home, and we can't win. got to put it away, and you can't do it. With that, just trying to run out the clock. Right. Can't do that. KC in overtime with a win over the Titans. That was a pretty good game. On Sunday night. That was a pretty good game. I, You know, Tennessee, man, they're... That Malik Wills, I, Willis? Willis, Liberty. Yeah, he can't throw. He can't throw a forward <laughs> football pass. And somehow Tennessee was winning that whole game, which is amazing. I don't know how they stay in these games. They're going to win their division again. We, we keep talking about yep. it, but they're going to be in the playoffs. And then on Monday night, Baltimore with a win over the Saints and Andy yeah, Dalton. Didn't watch a second of it. Too no. much hoops on. Okay. Couldn't do it. All right, so with, since we're halfway home, pretty much, playoff standings updated. Okay. AFC, your division leaders: Buffalo at six and two, Kansas City six and two, Baltimore five and three, Tennessee five and three. Wild cards right now would be Jets six and three, Dolphins six and three, Chargers five and three, and then on the outside looking in right now, you got the Pats and the Bengals both sitting at five and four. So all four AFC East teams potentially. Could make the playoffs, but probably not because they'll probably beat each other. Somebody's going to have to. Yeah, yeah there, there will be some attrition. But yeah. I, that's amazing to me seeing that and those records. Right. All with winning records and good winning records. You got the Jets and, you know, even though the Bengals made the Super Bowl last year, it's like you got the Jets and the Bengals up there. We don't see that very often. <laughs> uh, NFC, Philly 8-0, Minnesota 7-1. and It just... I don't know. Doesn't... See, I feel the same way about Philly, though. I do, too. But Philly, I think Philly's got more uh, talent, and I think they're a more well-rounded team. I think I don't like Minnesota's defense at all. I think that's going to end up biting them in the ass. But Seattle, 6-3, and three, and Tampa, 4-5, and five, winning the South. Those are your division leaders. How is that Geno Smith leading that team? Dallas is uh, the 5 same record as the Giants, who are the six, six and two, but Dallas beat them. San Francisco at four and four is the seven seed. Atlanta and Washington still sitting at four and five. And then you know, if anybody still got hope for the Rams, they're at three and five. But they they got a lot of work There's to do. All the NFC East teams still in there too. Yep. yep. I mean, all with with winning records and good records, except for Washington. Washington's got a couple of wins. They're frisky, right? They you got to beat them, man. All right, week 10, terrible Thursday night game. Poor Al Michaels. <laughs> I, I feel like you say that every week. I heard, I think I think Bill Simmons, I heard him say it on his podcast, like, Al Michaels should fire his agent. Like, did that guy not look at the schedule? Do you think he really cares at this point in his career, though? Oh, I mean, yeah. Honestly? Do we care? Yeah. <laughs> of course you care. You don't yeah. want to watch crap games. True. Even if you're getting paid as much as he does, it's like, Come on, man. All the prep that you're you do. You're making me fly to... to fucking Carolina for a 
Falcon Panther game. That's like, probably the worst part of his job is actually watching and doing the game. Like all the prep work and watching film and talking to people. Yeah, and yeah that's getting great. Getting set for it. Sure. Then when it kicks off, you're like, what is this? You're like, are we going to get a touchdown tonight? Jesus. <laughs> all right. Uh, one of your four asterisk games of the week is in Germany yeah. with the Seahawks and the Buccaneers. Is this on network television again? Because the last time we had a London game, it wasn't even on. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't even know what time it's on. It's got to be early. It's got to yeah. have like that Because they're farther well, kickoff. They're, they're Are farther, they farther east? They're farther east than London, so oh I'm not sure. But, All right. yeah, I mean, you know, Seattle could really make a statement here getting this win over Brady and Tampa, and Tampa really might have saved their season beating the Rams the other day. I mean, if they were 3-6 and six and having to go to Germany for this, I think <laughs> that would have just been the end. But maybe, you know, maybe this is a chance for, for Tampa to kind of have a little bonding experience mm-hmm. maybe and, and right the ship a little bit. And I don't know, but it's, it's, it's an important game. I don't know how good a game it'll be, but it's an important game. It's going to be on NFL Network. Okay. Uh, I don't have a... Oh, 8.30 a.m. Okay. And I don't know if that's East or Central, but it's going to be on. People can watch it. I'll forget. I'll be sleeping. I'll, I'll just be up because this time change is <laughs> fucking stupid. Oh, it doesn't do anything to me. Oh, God, it's awful. Uh, Vikings and Bills on paper should be good, but Minnesota just almost lost, and Buffalo did lose to the Jets. So this is, I think this is a big game for both of them. Well, and we don't know Allen's status. Right. You know, I mean, if Josh Allen's compromised or doesn't play, this could be an opportunity for Minnesota. I, I have a hard time believing the Vikings are going to go in there and win. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it on the road against a pissed-off Buffalo team. Starting to get cold, too. Yep. Got to play outdoors. Uh, this is the week that the Bears jump in front of the Packers. You would hope. Should. Should. I would think. Got the Lions. Got the Lions at home. Yep. Um, you know, Detroit has never, ever been a good road team, but. You know, these divisional games, you just never know. Mm -hmm. Tennessee at home against Denver. Broncos were off last week, right? Yeah, this is the season on the line for Denver. If they go three and six, they're done. They're not. The the AFC is just too good at the top. You got to win this game if you're Denver. Jacksonville with the road game at Kansas City. Yeah, I don't see KC losing that one. Right. Uh, the Browns at the Dolphins. Miami think, should be seven and three after this. Yeah, and I, I feel the same way with Cleveland as I do Denver. I mean, got to win. You can't go to three and six. Yeah. Uh, Giants should win. They're at home. These, these a lot of these seem to be one sided yeah. until we get down to the lower portions. Um, but yeah, Giants and Texans. Mm-hmm. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> a combined five and twelve. Records for the Saints visiting the Steelers. Yeah, this is another ugly one. Is Pittsburgh going to get the number one pick? No, Houston will. Houston will. Yeah, but Pittsburgh's got to got to be in line for top they're, they're five or top three. Yep. At this point, um, Indy at Vegas. Okay, Jeff. Saturday. I mean, I think Vegas is done. I just don't see him making a run here. But you know, Indianapolis, if they win to try to keep pace with Tennessee, that's about the only shot they've got left. Dallas and Green Bay, McCarthy got a little emotional when he was on the Green Bay press corps. Yeah. um, Because they purposely asked him some, you know, fond memories and family there and kids going to school and blah, 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 and how was your time. And 
Um, he looked at it very fondly, and and I he should. Hope, I don't know why you wouldn't. I hope that they do something on the video board. Roger said that today they on on, yep. on 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 McAfee. You know, welcome back to coach. Won him a Super Bowl. Has a road named after him. Going to be in the Packer Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean there there should be an ovation and there should be a warm welcome. I think. Yeah, and, yeah. It was probably time for him to go at that point, and maybe sure. a year too late. But that that doesn't erase all the awesome years that he had with. No, the team. you get you give him his due. You tip your hat, and then you flip the coin and go out and try to kick his ass. Yep. I mean that's that's what that's what they should do, and I think that's what they will do. The Packers aren't gonna. They're not going to snub him. I don't. I don't know why they would do something like that. Who's going to so, win? God, these are the these, these are the kind of games you hate to pick against the Packers. Desperate and at home against a, a fucking rival like Dallas, but I just think Dallas has got better team. I would agree. Uh, Cardinals and the Rams. Gross. <laughs> not watching. <laughs> unless 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 the only thing to watch for is if Aaron Donald can squash Kyler Murray. That's about it. <laughs> Chargers at the 49ers on Sunday night. That's a good West Coast game. Yeah, big game for both teams. Um, you know, the Chargers trying to keep pace, stay in the playoff race here. And, uh, you know, the Niners, I think, after getting McCaffrey, um, and as they, you know, they're getting Mitchell back in the backfield now, so they're going to have that nice two-headed monster here in the second half of the season, which is kind of when the 49ers usually make their move. You know, this is the time that I expect them to to try to do that. And, you know, Seattle's a game ahead of them in the loss column. I don't know how many more times they – I don't know if they play twice yet or just once. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have to keep pace with them. So this is kind of a must-win at home on Sunday night. Philly going to stay unbeaten Monday night at home against the Commanders? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. All right, that is our NFL talk, almost uh, north of 45 minutes worth. Uh, we'll stay with the pig, pigskin. We'll go to college for a little bit. Badgers, Maryland, they come out and assert themselves. A lot of people were wondering what kind of a team. I, I've i been impressed the last couple of games that they've played. I mean, I know it was out of the bye week, but they've looked eons better since Christ has gone. Like, I know everybody was worried, like Leonard was talking about players' emotions and, you know, messing with things and whatever, but they've looked like, re-energized since then. And I don't know whether that's mostly due to Leonard or it's like there's a giant weight off their shoulder. Like, I'd... Helps playing bad teams. That too. Maryland's not terrible. Did you watch to his brother throw a football? Yes. Yeah, he's they're bad. <laughs> okay. They're, that, that dude's bad. If that dude's last name was Goldberg, he wouldn't be their quarterback. <laughs> so he just has the job because of the family uh, lineage. From the little bit that I saw, right. he was awful. Okay. I mean, there's more to it than just that. But, I mean, like, the Badgers have looked better in almost every phase. Okay. Every phase. All right. I mean, just what, what do you want from me? You're 5-4. and four, You beat Maryland, Purdue, who you haven't lost to since the 90s. Yeah. And, and what, you lost to Northwestern? Is, is that the Leonard era? Is that what we've got, three games? You didn't lose to Northwestern. Oh, they lost to, oh, they lost to Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean... Yeah, if you want to take your small victories, that's fine. This team's not very good. I just like yeah. the fact that they've actually shown some life rather than continued to bottom out. Has Mertz figured out how to play quarterback yet? We'll see, because now you <laughs> now you get to I play mean, a couple of tough defenses. Yeah. 
you know, in in Iowa. Well, yeah, they got well, they Nebraska, got Iowa, Nebraska, Iowa, and Minnesota. Yeah, two two road games, and then and then the Gophers. So if they score fourteen points in Iowa, I'll be surprised. Really? Well, they're only giving up like ten a game. Okay. All right. And it's not like this is exactly a high scoring no. offense. And and, so. and the Big Ten West. I mean, Illinois just lost. So the that, whole conference or the whole division, I think, is three and three, except Illinois four and two. Correct. <laughs> Everybody's right behind. So literally, them. the Badgers can still have the opportunity to go get yeah. embarrassed. Yes. in the Big Ten. And who? Game. And and it doesn't matter to me whoever goes. They're they're going to get slaughtered. Yep. Michigan and like, Ohio State are so much better than everybody like else. This Big Ten title game is shouldn't. It's it's not. It's not even fair. They ought to just move the Michigan State or the Michigan Ohio State game at the end of the year to that. Because that's the game. Pretty much. Right now it is. Because that's one of the things where you had said before how they can, they have the discretion now. Yeah, I don't or, know. Or maybe not, maybe not this year, but it, going it, it forward. It might not start this year, but I know it's going to be, be going forward. Well, like, then you have to move the Ohio State-Michigan game. Because do you want to play that game and then have a week off and then no. play the same teams again? No, but it's but that I get what that's you're not saying. Even, that's not even great for like ratings. No, it's not. You know, like, and I get what you're saying, but it's like that's technically rivalry week. I get b- it before all that, but then you face the problem of those being the two best teams and playing two weeks in a row. Yeah, so a very you, real problem almost every year. So when do you want to move it to? Just midway through the season? You don't want to play at the beginning of the season, do you? No. For I mean, first Big Ten game play out of the shoot. Week. I mean, Badgers Iowa is a rivalry game. I think Badger Iowa is better rivalry than Badger Minnesota personally. Really? Yeah, fuck Minnesota. Are you kidding me? Minnesota football. One of they mattered. <laughs> like seriously, like who cares? It's like honestly, it's like Bears Packers. It's like they always say it's the greatest rivalry in football. It's like it's the oldest. I don't know if it's the greatest. Greatest? No, no, those are two different distinctions. You know? Yeah, I mean, no, that's true. Look at the records. Packers have owned them for the last twenty-five years. It's not really a rivalry. A lot of upsets this past weekend. Georgia just clobbers Tennessee because now, now that we've got the the uh, college football playoff rankings, that's what they're using. They're not using the AP or anything else. Like, that's what they're doing. So that was at the top. We were in in uh, Menominee for Whitewater, so we didn't see a whole lot. I had the Badger game on the iPad in the booth, but we didn't see a whole lot of uh, of, of other games that, that day and that night. Yeah, I didn't see anything. I was over in Milwaukee, um, so I, I didn't see anything. But I know Notre Dame upset Clemson. Um, saw that. But, yeah, I just – I don't. I didn't pay too much attention to it, so never, never really do. Not college football. No, not, not, that, not my that's thing. Not your thing. Um, quickly, the baseball World Series is done. Astros win it in six games. There are what five players left over from from that cheating team? I think on the current roster. Okay, I, I think that's why. And then and Verlander was one of them. Him, Altuve, Bregman, a couple other guys. Sounds yeah, like. I'm very happy for Dusty Baker. Um, finally getting a ring. 73 years old, been in baseball for 50 years, um, one of the great managers ever. I mean, Giants, Cubs, Nationals, uh, Astros. So, you know, it's cool to see for him. But um, I didn't I didn't get to see any of game six because, like I said, I was in Milwaukee. Uh, but kind of fine with baseball being over. <laughs> kind of fine with it. How much of the World Series did you watch? I watched bits and pieces. I didn't sit Same. down. I watched more of the earlier rounds as opposed. I mean, I I was kind of like the rest of America, man. Right. The you know, you lost me a little bit when you took the week off. Yeah, and then you had a delay, 
and then you got into some football in the NBA and and stuff. Other stuff was happening, and you kind of just lost me. And it's two teams that I'm really not interested right, in. Exactly, and I don't like Bryce Harper. I I'm not like oh, no. you know, at least if it was Mike Trout, I don't hate Mike Trout. Right. I don't like Bryce Harper, so I'm, I wasn't really too keen to watch him. Brewers picked up Colton Wong's option today. What was it? Ten million bucks, something like that. The buyout was two. I'm I surprised. Think. A lot of people were. Which leads me to believe there's something in the works. Meaning? Um, well, you're not going to pay him that much to not go into the season with him being your starting second baseman. So you got Telez at first. You got him. You got Wong at second. You got Adamas at third. third I, I got a feeling they're going to make a trade for a third baseman or a catcher. Because they've got a lot of outfield options. You, you, you still got Yelich. You still got, I believe they're going to still have Renfro. And then you've got all these kids, you know, Mitchell, Fralick, some of these young guys, Tyrone Taylor, even though I did see they might actually cut him um, to make room for some of these other guys. I, that would be strange to me. But um, wouldn't shock me if Urias is moved. I... I don't think he's quite panned out to what they hoped he was going to be. Um, but I would like to see them go get a, a legitimate catcher. I think with the pitching staff that they have, to go get a legit guy back there. And, you know, you're never going to, there aren't very many great hitting catchers anyway. But, you know, if you can get a guy that can hit around 250 instead of 210 and can maybe pop you. 15 to 20 homers instead of 8 to 12, I think that would be a mammoth upgrade. Um, one of the guys I saw kind of mentioned that's out on the market to be to be had is uh, uh, Sean Murphy on Oakland, pretty good player. So I could see something like that happen. Um, interesting article in the Journal Sentinel the other day about the Brewers heading into their offseason. Pretty strong words from Eric Lauer, who... Hasn't been shy about voicing his opinion. He was the one in the season that came out and really kind of spoke up about the hater trade. But, you know, he kind of basically said, like, he they said he turned to his right where his Burns locker was, and he turned to his left where Woodruff's locker was, and he kind of was like, hey, man, let's shit or get off the pot here. Are we going to go for it or not? Because you got to pay these guys here pretty soon. Hell yeah. And gonna- now, now's the time. If we're going to do it, now's the time. And, you know, the Brewers, I believe, with this extension with Long, they now have about $42 million on the books. I think last year they were at about 130 But the the author of the article brought up a quote that Atanasio had said last year before the home opener, that they had to stretch to sign McCutcheon. He wasn't in their budget last year. And the author basically said, that's unacceptable if you're trying to win a championship. To say that? To say that and to have the guy you're stretching for be Andrew McCutcheon. Be 35-year-old Andrew McCutcheon. Mm-hmm. He was a great player in his day, former MVP. But, you know, the stretch would be, we're going to keep Josh Hader. Right. We're going to keep him. And we're going we're to pay him. Or... We're going to get into the Carlos Correa suite. Or, you know what I'm saying, somebody like that. That's yes. that's stretching. $5 million is not stretching. And, you know, 
I think they were 20th in the majors in payroll this year, and I think they were 20th last year. I think in the in the height of the Doug Melvin era, they were somewhere between like 13 and 18, so they were a little higher up on the rung. But you know, I don't. Nobody's asking them to be the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Cubs. But you know, we we got to get up closer. We got to get closer to what the Cardinals are. You know, closer to what the Padres are doing, stuff like that. And um, you know, if you go, I, I'm always of the uh, opinion: if you go out and try to spend money. We can bitch about the results that the player gives us and be mad at the player, but it's harder to be mad at the organization at least, as a fan. Because at least they're trying. At least you tried. Right. And that's what I said last week with the Bears getting Claypool. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. If it's an overpay, it's an overpay. I can't fault the effort. You know? And that's that's what, as a fan this year, I'm hoping to see. And that's, I mean, we've talked about it before. It's like you get to the precipice and, and I'll still bring up that one game within the World Series, and everybody's jacked. Mm-hmm. Fan base is energized and vigorous. It's like, whoa, we're this far right now. We're not far away. What are we going to do next year to put us over the top? We, you know, we got a chance to go do something. I mean, spe- what, what did they do? Well, right, they didn't do much. And and speaking of, you know, a what if, you know, Chris Taylor dives and catches that ball in left center in the first inning of that game. That yell off of Yelich's bat, the Brewers would have went up two to nothing immediately. Instead, he makes that play, and the Brewers don't score early, and the Dodgers score first, and the rest is history. But you know, I I just want to see whether or not they're going to invest in this pitching staff. Um, I'm a Woodruff guy. I I I think Burns is the more talented of the two, but um, I'm a Woodruff guy. He's a, he's a foxhole guy. He's he's your typical hard throwing Southern boy that on every fifth day says, "Give me the damn ball! I want to go seven innings," and he does it more often than not. And I hope that they keep him around. And you know, unfortunately, Taylor Rogers, who they traded for Hater for, doesn't sound like he's going to be back. Um, they're going to have to really rebuild that bullpen, man, because that was a mess at the end of the year. They got a lot of work to do, so. Off-season's already started. We've already seen yep. some signings. So, All right, we'll, we'll jump to the NBA where the Bucks just lost for the first time on the season last night. They had a long homestand. They wrapped it up with a couple of games against the Pistons. They went to Minnesota, played a late game. Did you stay up for that game yeah. on, on Friday night against yep. the Timberwolves? And then Absolutely. they were back home real quick to play the Thunder, and then they went down to Atlanta without Trey Young, and they lost. But still, pretty spectacular start to the season. Yeah, after they bear, they they played Detroit in the first game and they struggled, but they won. And I texted uh, my buddy Vanderhei and I said they're going to kick the shit out of Detroit in two days, and they did. They beat them by twenty five. You just it was one of those ones. Detroit's a young team; they're inexperienced. It's early in the year. They weren't the kind of team that was going to be mad they lost. They were going to be sad they lost, and you could just kind of see that. Um, Minnesota. I was actually I was a little surprised the Bucks won that game. Um, Usually they split home and home in terms of win losses with the T Wolves and and they're you know with Gobert and Towns I thought they'd be kind of a tough matchup but the Bucks played well. Uh, I was at the game Saturday night versus OKC. Oh, nice. um, That's what you're doing, walking. Nice. It was a fucking awful game. I mean, no Giannis, 
by the by three minutes into the third quarter, the game was over. Oklahoma City is terrible. Terrible. I was excited to watch a couple of their young guys. They sucked. So that was disappointing. And then last night, as you said, they, they finally lost their first game. They were due. It's hard to win 10 in a row in the NBA. I thought they looked tired. Giannis got in early foul trouble, never was really able to get in a rhythm. Um, you know, in Atlanta, they had a couple guys get it going. And, you know, it's ages old in basketball. When you get some role guys that get it going at home and the crowd gets going and, and the Bucks took an 0 for from 3 in the third quarter. They were like 0 for 12. Yikes. Um so yeah, they were due. I I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to sweat that. Um this week they got at OKC tomorrow at the Spurs Friday and then home and play Atlanta for already the third time this season on Monday. Um no NBA at all tonight because uh they've decided that they wanted to give everybody election oh, day election. off to go vote because that's it's becoming the a thing. kind of thing the NBA would do. You're right, yes. Um, but the Bucks are still the best defensive team in the league so far. They're still really not shooting it that well, although Brooke Lopez has been pretty damn phenomenal um, from, from three this year. I think he's shooting about 46%. Um, it sounds like Middleton and Connaughton are getting closer and closer by the day. I think probably around Thanksgiving time we're going to, we're going to see this team rounding into shape. Still going to be without Ingles until after the first of the year, but I, I think everybody else should be back. Um, one thing that was fun on Saturday night, in you know, in, no joking in this, but one thing that was fun to watch was uh, Javon Carter. He's he's kind of been a revelation this year. Um, I think he hit six threes Saturday night. He's been awesome defensively. Just hawking the other team's ball handler, taking a lot of pressure off of Drew defensively. Where because with no Middleton, we need more out of Drew to scoop offensively. Carter's been able to take a little bit of the pressure off of him, and that has helped in this in this early win streak. But you know, this is you, you don't you don't hear about it as much in basketball, and it partly because the rosters are so small and. It's so focused on the stars, but what a diamond in the rough find this was by John Horst. They got Javon Carter off waivers last year from Brooklyn after Brooklyn traded Harden for Simmons. They had to cut somebody because they needed the roster spot, and they cut Carter. I mean, I'm looking at this Brooklyn team. They don't have a point guard. This whole shit with Kyrie happens. And in the meantime, Javon Carter is starting for the best team in the NBA right now and playing pretty damn well. I mean, he's, you know, he's averaging his eight, nine points a game, but he struggled with his shot early on in the season. But again, as I talked about with the confidence thing, and you can see it with him, and I saw it last night in the Atlanta game, like, Shots that he was passing up the first four or five games, he's taking them now, and he's making them, and it's because he's got the confidence. And you can tell the guys around him, they're jacked for him, and they're telling him, shoot it, you know, go to the hoop, do your thing. Um, so I, I, I just, it's fun to see that, because you don't see that a ton in the NBA where you just kind of get a guy off, of, off the scrap heap. You always kind of know somebody, unless it's a foreign guy, but you always kind of know everybody in the league, so... 
you know, good for Javon Carter and and hat tip to to Horse for for finding him. But lastly, Bobby Portis before the year's over might murder Jordan Wara. <laughs> and I want you if you watch Buck any Buck games in the near future and anybody that's listening to this just keep your eye on this. For some reason Wara doesn't want to throw Portis the ball. Oh, okay. And I I noticed this about 4 games ago and I texted my buddy about it and then I saw it in person on Saturday night, and then I saw it three or four times last night, and Marcus even commented on it on the game. There was a play last night where, if you've watched the Bucks, Wara is, you can tell he doesn't really understand his role yet as a young guy. He thinks he needs to score every time he touches it to be a factor and stay on the floor, which is not the case. But... He took a shot, he, he like he drove, he was on the right side, he drove, he got within about 8, 10 feet, he, got, he picked the dribble up, he got stuck, he threw up some crap, it didn't go in, ball got tipped around. He comes up with the rebound now on the left-hand side, and, and he's behind the three-point line when he, when he corrals the loose ball. Portis is on the block with, I think it was one of the Holiday brothers, on his back. So he's either given up, he's either got six inches or 60 pounds, depending on which brother it was. And Wara looked at him and then shot a contested three and almost airballed it. And Portis just stood there and looked at him and then ran down the floor shaking his head, and that was when Marcus commented about it. I'm just telling you, keep your eye on this. I, You know. Okay, so it's what, not, do you, it's not, what do you think is happening? Well, aside I, from him wanting to score, to thinking he needs to, but like, how do you look at that situation then as a professional and be like, oh my God, this is a gift. Well, I'm going to get him the ball. That's, how do you not in that situation? Because you don't understand your role. You don't understand what, what they want from you. I think you're, I think he's a kid that he didn't play much last year. And with Middleton and Connaughton out, he's getting minutes. So it's one of those things where it's like, I'm only going to play 15 minutes. I'm a scorer. When these guys come back, the only way for me to continue to get time is for me to score. Just to show them I can score. I got to show them I can score. Okay, so then follow-up. When First of all, when was this in the game? What what quarter? I don't know, maybe second. But it's been it's, – I've, I've seen it throughout Okay, games. how is this not then either brought up by, like, well, Portis going to talk to him or Budenholz like, what the fuck are you it, doing? It might be, but it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that it's going to just all of a sudden – it well, might it, stop that day. Freaking better be if you want to stay on the well, floor. that's the point. Right? It's the point. And, and if like, you – Yeah, we and, know you can score, but you can do these things. And ask Miritich about pissing off Bobby. Ask ask any bull fan about what happens when when you do. No, I'm just kidding about that. But no, I mean I'm I'm kidding when I say he might kill Wara, but not so much because I've played with guys that are a little bit of a black hole, and it sucks. You know, you give a guy the ball, or they just get the ball of a rebound, and it's like, oh well, I'm not getting start this. Going back down the I'm floor. not getting there. You give it up, you know, you're not getting it back, kind of thing. And those guys are tough to play with. Especially if they're not the star, if you're just the dude, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Good. So just keep Good. your keep your eye on hey, that, Bucks fans. I, I just, like that just, you're you're tuning up the analysis well, you know, heading I, you, into the you, high school. You know, game. I'm always watching yeah, this, no, this I love other it. stuff. I love it. It's it was just 
It caught my attention. Oh, that's so. cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, go around the NBA a little bit because Kyrie got suspended for being a dumbass. Yeah, and I don't really want to spend too much right. time on this because I can't stand Kyrie, but he got five-game suspension he, for his— can anybody else. Yeah, his anti-Semitic, I guess, promotion of a movie on, on Instagram, and then his refusal to basically apologize for it. Then he did, and then they made a donation. Well, he, he made a donation in the Anti-Defamation League, said, we don't want your money. Which is pretty bad when a charity turns down money. They want to know where it comes from. Um, so, yeah, the Nets suspend him, and then the Nets came out with basically a list of conditions in order for him to come back. It was like he needed to publicly apologize. He needed to meet with um, the commissioner. He needed to meet with somebody like Jewish leaders and this and that and the other. There's been a couple of NBA players that have come out and balked at that. And I heard Stephen A. Smith, who's been very hard on Kyrie, also come out and balk at the conditions that the Nets have, which I find a little interesting. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I did read that, that Kyrie met with Adam Silver today, so apparently he doesn't quite want to completely sabotage his career, so he is doing a <laughs> few of the steps. Okay. Um, but just to run through some quick standings, out east, uh, Cleveland is 8-2 and two, right behind the Bucks. Boston 7-3, and three, they're starting to kind of play well. Philly at 5-6, and six, and uh, Brooklyn and Miami still kind of languishing down near the bottom of the east at 4-7. and seven. Somehow Utah's 9-3 and three in the west. I, I, it's amazing. Um, Is in you don't think they're that good? Everybody thought they were tanking. They traded oh. Gobert and they traded Donovan Mitchell and they traded Bogdanovich in the offseason and got back just kind of stuff. It's a lot of Ewing theory going on there. Well, it's th- their whole team. This Let's isn't going to last because they don't have enough talent for it to last, but it's surprising. Um, then you got Phoenix, Portland, Denver all at 7-3. and three. Golden State, 4-7. and seven. They won last night. Steph went off for like 47. They got bailed out at the end because Clay Thompson fouled a guy on a three and they didn't call it. Um so they're four and seven, and the Lakers two and eight. That's too bad. Just, I think there's a lot of chatter here this week about Anthony Davis possibly being on the on the on the block. trading block. So, wow. I don't know. I think it's awful early for that. I was that. just going to say that's you're a couple weeks into the season. But I think when you look at this roster, why aren't you doing better? They're going to really struggle to be in the mix for the play-in which is pretty crazy when you got LeBron on your team. College hoops kicked off, tipped off, I should say, in earnest on Monday night. Um, you were watching a lot of Marquette. I didn't even know Radford While was trying. a team. While trying. <laughs> you know, you, you kind of broke down that Big East coverage on FS1 that has kind of turned into a football red zone where they pop into different games every few minutes, which makes it really hard when you want to watch one particular team. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's cool. Um, you know, you like I said, watch. from like from like six to ten last night on on FS1. Yeah, it was basically like Big East basketball red zone, where you know a bunch of different teams in the Big East were playing in that time window, and they were just kind of popping in and out of games. They had uh, Raftery, Jim Jackson, Casey Jacobson, and Mike Hill, kind of you know sitting at the at the dais there. 
talking about each game. So, you know, in a way it was kind of cool. But, you know, a couple of times I was like, damn, I just kind of want to watch about five minutes of this Marquette game because I was flicking between that, the Bucks, and the Badgers all at the same time. So that was tough to do. But Marquette beats a pesky Radford team by 10. Um, I, you know, it's so early. I, I don't know what you can take away. Radford, they, they had they had some talent, but... Um, you know, not not a not a super strong program. Marquette's point guard is really fun to watch. Which Tyler Kolick. Okay. Um white kid, lefty, was just dropping dimes all over the place last night. I think he ended up with eight or nine. Probably could have had fifteen if 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 his dudes had finished for him. But um fun kid to watch. Uh Marquette's got Central Michigan at home Thursday, and then they got uh Gavit games next week. I think they go down to Purdue. So that should be a tough one. Yeah. Uh, Badgers were at the Cole Center. They knocked off South Dakota, 85-59, shot 46% from three, I think, 12 for 26. Um, I mean, your usual cast of characters, but it just it just looks so different without Davis and Davidson. And I know Davis was there for a yeah. hot minute, and now he's in the NBA, but Davidson's been there for a decade. It was nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice and nice. I, I have to see I, his ugly mug. I saw your tweet. Yeah, I was very, very happy. Life's good. No more Brad Davidson. Can you watch the Badgers a little bit easier now, at least with that guy gone? Yeah, there's nobody on that team that I just is, is despise. Very, very dislikable. No, no. But <laughs> as I told my dad this morning and as I told you when you got here, and and my Badger yeah. fan friends Break this will, down. will this say I'm a, I'm a hater, but no, this is this is good. I don't even I don't even mean this as a as a dig. Honestly, it's just it's the analysis. Same, it's the same exact team they have every year. Okay, they got the big white kid who can kind of shoot college threes and crawl. They've got the white wing who's kind of strong and kind of dirty, and you kind of you'd hate him if he's not on your team, but you like him if he is on your team. That's Tyler Wall. You've got. Your your pretty athletic point guard in Hepburn, you've got your kind of athletic slasher guy. I guess this year that's Jordan Davis for right now. And then you've got the you've got your one shooter in this freshman kid from Indiana um, that yep. scored twenty five hundred points. Can't think of his Asijian Connor Asijian Asijian. Yep. You know, and then you've got the transfer guy Klesmet. You got Klesmet, who's like basically um, Zach Showalter light. Um, you've got Carter Gilmore, who is like Tim Jarmus light. <laughs> so I mean, we we've seen the the numbers and the names on the jerseys change, but it's kind of the same product. Sure. And I don't even mean that as a dig because the Badgers have had their version of success for a long time. Um, I saw, I was talking to a guy at work today, and he said this team will be lucky to be five hundred in the Big Ten. Well, we say that every year, and then you wake up February first, and they're 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 nine and four in the league, and they've beat one of the top two teams, and they're a game out, and they'll probably be there again because that's just what they do. They're kind of, as I said, they're kind of like the football program. They're going to beat Michigan State once, and Michigan once, and Indiana, and who's good Purdue. this year, and then they're going to get beat by Northwestern, and they're going to lose at Maryland, Rutgers. and they're going to lose to Minnesota, and they'll lose to somebody stupid at home. Illinois or something, Penn you know, State. Sounds, yeah, Penn State, something like that. Sounds right. That's just what they do. That's, how, that's that's a good package, yeah, sort of thing in a nutshell. Last night they hit a shit ton of threes. Yep, which was which is big for this team because last year they stunk. They yes. shot about thirty percent, which was mm-hmm. the worst in the Big Ten. So, you know, if this is one of those teams that can really stretch the defense out and knock them down from three, who knows? 
Uh, they play Stanford. American Family Field's already been turned into a basketball court, so there's gonna, it's the Brew City Battle. The Badger women play uh, Kansas State at 3.30 on Friday, and then the Badger men play Stanford uh, on Friday at 6.30. We're going to go to that. we got some press credentials. We're going to sit up there. We're going to eat free food and uh, rub elbows with the media and just sit there and look like we're working, but we're really just going to watch a basketball game at a baseball arena. Yep. Hope they got nachos. <laughs> We could probably. Make I wonder, that happen. They should have Cactus League. They should have some Cactus League nachos there if they if they knew what they were doing. I don't know anything about the Brewers' media meal. All I know is it's generally better than what I've experienced with the Badger football team. Oh well, that's good. Let's just say that. And good. I and I don't think Wisconsin's going to be in charge of it. That'll be American Family Field and 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 the Brewers. So uh, I would think it'd be it'd, it'd be okay. Do we know what the weather's looking like over there on Friday? I, don't. I just wonder what the what the temperature in the building will be cuz they're not going to there's not going to be 45,000 people there's going to no. be 10 to 15 right and, and you're and running we're going to be far away and you're running around in tank tops and shorts um <laughs> yeah is the roof going to be open well no but i mean still it's <laughs> i don't know how well that place heats right. i don't know it's a good question i, I mean, know it doesn't cool 42 degrees in janesville on friday so it ain't going to be very warm no. over there and that's i'll bring that up when we get to to the whitewater stuff, which which we'll end with. But well, before you do, yeah, what, bracketology. What, well, yeah, bra- okay. a way too early bracketology came out, and Marquette and the Badgers are not in it. Um, mm. and I think he had the Badgers as the first team out. Oh, okay. So, you know, for right. whatever the hell that's worth, that's right. about as valuable as a preseason college football poll. But one thing I wanted to go back to and say, um, I was watching uh, the Creighton game okay. last night, and they played St. Thomas. St. Thomas of Minnesota, who just recently went from D3 to D1, like within the last two years. Their best player, Matt Rohde, starred last year for Brookfield Central in the state tournament, was the player of the year in the state in Wisconsin. He starts and is their best player by far. At St. Thomas. At St. Thomas. Okay. And I'm, I'm just watching this kid, and I'm like, how does he not? Why is he not in Madison or Milwaukee? What the hell is he doing at St. Thomas? Thomas? There's another kid from Brookfield that's on St. Thomas that was his high school teammate. Not as good of a player, so I'm sure that's part of it. Like, where were the Badgers and Marquette on this kid? He's right down the road. Badgers are too busy going into the Twin Cities I, I, and 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 going to the suburbs I mean, over there. I don't know who was calling the game, but the the analyst guys like. This dude's a freshman. He's going to be a big time scorer because he's going to play. He's going to be a four year college guy. He's not. He's not an NBA prospect at, at this point because he's probably six five one sixty, but he can shoot the lights out. Um, so yeah, that that always just kind of drives me nuts when I see. It's one thing if a guy, you know, it's one thing for Tyler Hero to Hero go to Kentucky, Diamond Stone, or whatever. Yeah, yeah right. That, that, I get that, but like when when a guy is that good and then he goes to some dinky little out of state school, it's like why are you letting these guys walk? I don't get it. We've seen you brought up. I think it was last year, and and all the high school players that you that you brought up that were in state that have gone elsewhere that neither of these schools. Could Dude, get even even UWM can't get them. If you go back and look Green at Green Bay, look at the final four teams that we've had in this state in our life. You go back to the the Dick Bennett Final Four team, Kowski, Kelly, Boone. Those are the the guts of that team, Wisconsin kids. 
the the Decker commit. You had Decker, Gasser, Showalter, the guts of the team, Wisconsin kids. You go to the Marquette team with Wade, Novak, Diener, Merritt, Robert Jackson, Wisconsin kids. Like the talent is here. Just keep all these guys here. Build build that way. I I don't understand why they don't do it. It drives me crazy. And if they don't do it, why the hell are Milwaukee or Green Bay not trying to do it? Like, I mean, is going to St. Thomas that much of an upgrade than UWM or right? Green Bay? Or... UWM I could get maybe if you didn't want to go so close to home because you're from Brooklyn. I get it. Brookfield, not Brooklyn. But um, I don't know. Just kind of drives me nuts. Pet peeve of mine. <laughs> like to see those kids playing around here. The weather for Saturday for the Whitewater finale against Stevens Point is supposed to be a high of 32 and a 30% chance of flurries. Thursday, it's supposed to be 70. I know. Isn't that crazy? That's, that is insane. It's going to drop more than half of the temperature heading into the last week of the WIEC season. Yeah. Unbelievable. Good old um, Wisconsin. Oh, man. And then we have our first games next week for high school. We'll get to that in a second. Um, the Whitewater stuff, it's a blast. It's exhausting going. I mean, we've taken the three longest trips that we're going to take all in the same year within the conference, and then we also flew down to Georgia. Yeah, you won't have another year like this for a while. Two years. I mean, if this stays, I think they reshuffle the home and aways, I think, every couple of years. Um, but, you yeah, know, going, going, going to Texas again or Georgia. Yeah. Or... Going to Texas next year. We're going to Ohio next year. That's not bad. Um that's that's a decent trip, but then you know we're gonna have to go to Point, we're gonna have to go to River Falls, and then we're gonna have to go to where did we? Oh, and then we're gonna have to go to Oshkosh, but but we'll have a home heavy WEAC schedule next year. Um, but Whitewater goes up to Stout. It's rainy. It's crappy. They damn near run for three hundred yards, which is what I thought because. Um, Stout was giving up a lot of yards. That's a high-powered offense that goes quick and throws the ball a lot. They had 12 carries for 13 yards. Wow. The week before, I think they played Platteville, triple overtime, and they won. They rushed for one yard, and that was in decent conditions. They had a receiver that they that they threw to a lot. His name was Arthur Cox. 5'6", faster than shit. <laughs> they ran jet sweeps to him maybe four or five times. He caught seven or eight balls he was unbelievable best to me best athlete on the field Hmm. unbelievably fast but the problem is when you get that that type of offense you're so if you run three and out the other team's going to keep you off the field forever right whitewater had a full quarter 15 minutes in favor of time of possession. Wow. Kept off. Hard to overcome that. Totally. Yeah. Whitewater, and, and because it was rainy, Lewandowski made some throws. Um, didn't throw any picks. But um, Whitewater, I mean, it was down to the end. Stout was driving for, uh, that would have turned it into a one-score game. Whitewater picked it off with about a minute left. All they had to do was take a couple of knees, and, and it was over. But um, it's really, really good road win. Conditions helped, obviously. Didn't see a whole lot of... Um, turnovers. Whitewater fumbled three times, didn't lose any of them, but did what they had to do. Uh, Issa Taylor McGuire, the kicker, made three field goals, and Whitewater had one touchdown. That's all they needed. That, that was a really big grinded-out game. And now Stevens Point is absolutely atrocious. They are, they're really young. I think I counted in their two deep on defense, only two seniors. They're, mm. they're really young. 
Um, I got to take a closer look at the offense, but I mean, they gave up 56 points to River Falls and a half two weeks ago. Oof. So Whitewater gets them at home. It's going to be cold. I think th- they're just going to run it down their throats. You know, throw when they have to. Um, they're they're tied for the conference lead with Lacrosse. They own the tiebreaker, so they're going to win the WEAC. It'll be their 39th conference championship. Um, and then we'll see what the NCAA does for the bracket. Sounds like even though lacrosse will be ranked higher, even though Whitewater will get the title, they'll probably get a, a, a seed where they'll get maybe two home games if, mm. if they keep winning, and they would maybe have to go on the road for the quarterfinals, sure. um, something like that, which depending on who's in their pod, I mean... Never know. I was talking somebody to gets Russ, upset. We might have to go out to Oregon. Yeah, but if somebody gets upset, you might host three. Could, could happen, too. Could yeah. happen, too. Um, the first two rounds are, are pretty much chalk, but those those middle seed games could go either way. Right. Um, so we'll we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't know whether they have it to win the national title. They already beat Mary Harden Baylor. Um, North Central Illinois is always good. Um, might get a rematch with St. John's down the line, and though they'd like to have that back, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm absolutely having a blast. And Russ told me, and I, I don't really understand it, and maybe I could. I'll, I'll get an inkling when we go to Whitewater on Wednesday. You're a top one of the top seeds in the tournament, and you get a couple of home games. There's nobody in the stands. Nobody comes. Hmm. Like it's the end of the WEAC season, and that's it. There's there are way fewer people that 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 attend these playoff games, and I don't know why. Russ well, said the parking lots are going to be dead no matter what the weather is. Even well, if what it's, about the what do do you get into some? Are we getting into holiday breaks? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, Thanksgiving's a couple weeks away, but yeah. but your first one's hunting season. Hunting season, and then I mean, shit, we they shut down campus over there pretty early December. I mean, I remember, you know, for when when I was playing hoops over there, like there's like a good month where nobody's in town, and that Saturday is the second. That's the so wait a minute. So next week, this week, Stevens Point, and then, yeah. So that'll be your second playoff game right after Thanksgiving, and if it's a home game, you're right. There'll be nobody at campus yeah. either. So the timing of that's pretty shitty, huh. but I mean, but that's not just the student section. I mean, there's a good general populace that comes to these games that Russ just said doesn't show, and he's been going to Whitewater games forever. They just don't show up. I'm like, I, I just I don't that's understand weird. that. Hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. We'll see what happens. I'm not ready for this to end. Um Glad it's been a conference championship, but I yeah. mean that's gonna that's gonna boil over in their second playoff game. No, their first playoff game, Parker Craig girls. Mm. So I don't know whether you want to turn into a play-by-play man with Bear or oh boy, we'll have to we'll have to, we'll have to talk about we'll have that. To have one. a discussion about yeah. that, or yeah. do we want to send Team B out there for a Parker Craig game? Yeah. I don't know how. I can't do both. But I got to go do a Whitewater playoff game, so well, we'll figure. It. We'll we'll have to get there and figure that out first. But we got we got basketball season starting next week. Um, obviously, looking forward to that. Is it next week or the week? Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday's next one. game one. I don't I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. Some of the online stuff with the Badgers, and that's a lot of technical stuff that's outside of my outside of my um, pay grade that that we need to figure out. But um, and then Thursday. Uh, Thursday and Friday, high school state championships at Camp Randall. Bill and I aren't calling a game. Packers playing that Thursday, and then you and I have the, uh, I think that's the conference conference, conference opener. opener. Yeah. So so we're going to be back for that, uh, and, and I think both teams play in town. So Yeah, Parker, Verona, and Craig LaFowle. It sounds right for girls. Maybe something yep. like that. So. Yep. so practice started yesterday, so. Oh. Yep. All right. 
So, that time of year, man. Man, stuff's really starting to ramp up. So. Can't wait to get six games in and hate life. <laughs> Coach was asking about that for you at Lutz the other day. Is Dan excited for the season? I said, he's always excited for the season. Then about two weeks in, he takes a steep well, dive. And then when the playoffs get, get coming up, he gets re-energized. Well, you know, the quality of the team's recovering is certainly a factor. And, for sure. And, you know, we've been very up and down with that over our tenure. Mostly mediocre to down, unfortunately. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We always try to put on a brave face and, and, if and we, do our best. If we need a break, luckily we have. Yeah, we got a little more coverage now. Right. So, so if you, you're like, I can't do this. Yeah. I need a break. Sorry, Bredesen. We're not going to Oak Creek on a Tuesday night in January. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. That is the intentional foul for this week. Good, another 90-plus minute uh, episode. Thank you for listening, downloading, and please subscribe. And, of course, tell your friends. Let's drive up that listenership. We could we, we, we could use you. Always give feedback to me or Dan. Um, most of you know our phone numbers or our tweet, Twitter handles or, or Facebook friends or whatever. So would appreciate that if you want us to talk about something or delve into something else. We'd be glad to. Absolutely. So, or until, if you just want to tell me that I'm an idiot, I don't care. Make sure you include me on that. I, I want to know that. <laughs> uh, until next week, hopefully, I'm Josh. Dan. We'll talk to you then. Go Bucks. <laughs>